here's a message from Ken Lavica. It's becoming increasingly clear that the NFL preseason is the worst time of year, largely because all of your takes, your knee-jerk reactions on the NFL preseason flat-out suck. I'm about to boycott it. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. There's a reason I only watch the starters in the NFL preseason. There's a reason I shut the damn TV off after the starters depart the game. It's because of some of the nonsense that we're hearing today after the first preseason games of this 2021 NFL preseason. Welcome in on a Monday after that warm welcome. Ken Levick alive featuring Coquel. And we are coming to you, at least I'm coming to you, from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, right off of the sparkling and very hot intracoastal uh, in the Phillips Point Towers. Joe Rigotti with me as well, and in his COVID quarantine, in his garage at his Port St. Lucie compound, it's Coquel. Coquel, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good, Kenny. I'm ready to go. I love angry Ken Levicka. He's so back. annoyed. That means football season's back. That means loud mouths like me are going to evaluate third-team quarterbacks. It's the fall, baby! (laughs) I hate this time of year. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Let's jump right into this, okay? Uh, Saturday, 1 p.m., I was tuned into the Dolphins. I wanted to see Tua. I wanted to see how we stacked up against the Bears. I wanted to see the Dolphins' defense. I wanted to see what they'd be able to do against Justin Fields, who'd be making his Bears debut. So Tua happened. He wrapped up with an interception. I was a bit disappointed, but I said, you know what? Overall, pretty solid day. Good day. All right. And I moved on with my life because that's what I do when I watch the NFL preseason because I believe myself to be normal. I look at the major storylines of said team, my team. I watch for what I want to potentially react to, what actually is going to matter to the season, and then after that, I'm done. And this year, for the Dolphins, it's what's Tua going to do in his time on the field in the preseason? Is he going to be able to connect with Jalen Waddell? And other than that, I'm good. So that means that on Saturday, I was tuned out by the second series of the second quarter. That means that next weekend, when the Falcons come down to South Florida, that probably means that I'm out by halftime. And that may mean that I don't watch a single damn thing in the final preseason game, preseason contest number three. That's how I consume my NFL preseason. And why? Because if I watch more than that, it opens me up to all sorts of nonsense takes and all sorts of foolish observations that do not make any sense. I want to present to you Max Kellerman who you listen to here on ESPN 106.3 every day at 2 o'clock. You see him on first take on ESPN. I mean, Coquel, he is a very recognizable personality. He's someone that, correct me if I'm wrong, that's a household name right there, right? Yeah, everybody knows Max. Yeah. And he's a, he's a smart, he usually smart, gives great good takes. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been good to us here at ESPN 106.3. But I can't stand idly by and uh, there are two portions to this. Here is, here is the 
first take from Max Kellerman. I'm going to say this. Watching on Saturday, watching this weekend, these guys, and I've never said this before, watching a preseason game number one ever, this has a chance. This could be the greatest quarterback draft class of all time. Oh, for Christ's sake. I think the worst guy I saw, and this wasn't this weekend because the Hall of, you know, because they played earlier, but Mac Jones was probably the least impressive guy I saw, and I would give him between a good and a very good. Oh, I on. think he's ready to play oh, in the yeah. NFL right now. And Comfort that in the pocket. number five on my list. Trevor Lawrence, he was taking sacks and everything, but I also know his pedigree. You can see his size, his athletic ability, the zip on some of those Football throws. That, one, that yeah. one in particular, you go, oh, that might have been, that was one of the best throws of the weekend. Ooh. So don't worry, Trevor Lawrence didn't play all that well, but Max knows his pedigree. But pedigree, baby. For pedigree. him to say, he's, he's a, for him, God, he's a born football player. Coquel, I can, I can just tell that you have goosebumps, that the hair on your arms is standing on end right now. He caters perfectly for your baked potato football mind. Like, you best, love that stuff. Best draft class ever. Get the gold jackets. I mean, are we, are we sizing these guys up yet? I need <laughs> to take a breath before I do what I'm about to do. Hold on. How can you say something like that? For the love of God. This draft class, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, they played like a combined 12 series this weekend. And you're going to make the declaration that they could be better than Dan Marino and John Elway? Stop! Oh, Kenny, Kenny, did you miss that Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson were both six for nine for 70 yards? I mean, come on, 70 yards. I don't even know what point you're trying to make. What is that? I don't either, but it's football. This is why, this is why my NFL preseason consumption consists of watching the starting offense watching the quarterback or watching the main storyline. Then I'm done. When you, when you litter your head. With five, six, seven preseason games, you watch all four quarters, you're watching the fifth string, guys. That is what lends to idiocy like that. How much of an NFL preseason game do you watch? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. For me, as soon as the starting offense is out, goodbye. I'm gone. I saw what I wanted to see. I'll consume it, and then I move on with my life. I go play with my kids, or I flip on some baseball, or I go exercise and do something good for my body. Instead, a lot of you sit there and continue to watch and continue to formulate your hot takes and continue to compare and contrast different players, and then you come up with Max Kellerman, who's going to say that after this weekend, in preseason game number one, he thinks that this draft class could be the greatest of all time. Coquel, that is legitimate insanity. I know you love it, but I cannot believe he went on national television on one of the most prolific sports talker shows on television today, internationally, not just in this country, and he had the gall to say after what he saw this weekend that this draft class could be the greatest of all time. And let's go through it, okay? You had Trevor Lawrence, and don't forget, Max Kellerman knows his pedigree. Pedigree. Trevor Lawrence... Of the Jaguars, six of nine, 70 yards, sacked twice. Excellence. Zach Wilson, 
Six of nine, oh. 63 yards, but he did Pocket. have two epic third down conversions. Com- and command of the huddle. You could just see that everyone around him <laughs> no. got a little bit better because he was on the field. That. You can't oh, body see language. that. You're I saw their body on- language. You're their body language the- improved. Do not, don't you dare ever get into body language talk here on this show. Don't you <laughs> dare do that. Justin Fields against the Dolphins' third and fourth defense. 14 of 20, 142 yards, one touchdown, but lost a fumble. And then there's Trey Lance, who had an 80-yard touchdown throw, but also was 5 of 14 for 128 yards. Fine, those happened. You observe that, you were like, hey, that's a good start for some of these guys. How are they going to carry it over into the next week? They're rookies, but nope. Max Kellerman's going to bring it to that place where he's going to stand there on a soapbox and declare that after what he saw... This could be the greatest draft class of all time. Who does that? Who does that? What is he talking about? And that brings me to Tua. Because you know what happened Saturday, Coquel. This is a guy that was calm. He maneuvered in the pocket well. He, like the immortal Zach Wilson, who's a future Hall of Famer, had two very good third-down conversion throws, including a 50-yarder to Mike Jasicki. But... He finished mm. what was a very consistent day with an interception mm. in the red zone. Bad interception. And that is all that anyone has focused on. Not the fact that he had eight straight completions at one point. Not the fact that he finished 8 of 11 for 99 yards. But it was that interception. And that is why I hate the NFL preseason. That is why it has quickly evolved into my least favorite time of year because everyone thinks they saw something everyone thinks that they've made an observation that stands apart from someone else and honestly i don't think anyone really knows what the hell they're talking about that pick was pretty bad though yeah he didn't he he didn't read the safety at all and i've saw people on twitter saying oh it was the right read he got there late no the safety barely slid off the middle of the field it was a mistake like three or four yards to his left and then came back across and baited him completely into that throw it's one of those where he's got to learn. My worry for the Dolphins, and I'm not even saying for Tua, is that their receivers, and I know Albert Wilson didn't play, and he's probably having the best camp out of the receivers, didn't get separation, and he all he could really throw to it felt like was the tight ends over the middle. Yeah, that was a problem. The fact that Jalen Waddell didn't get a target, like that's on Jalen Waddell. That's, that's an issue because he started in the slot. He had 10, uh, 10 snaps in the slot, uh, nine uh, snaps out wide, and he didn't get a target. To me, that's concerning. But it was the first preseason game. Tua looked calm in the pocket. These are things you can actually see with your eyes, not body language, not control of the huddle like Coquel claims he could see with Zach Wilson in that Jets preseason game. But Tua had good presence in the pocket, evaded pressure, made good throws under duress. That's what I'm looking for. And On the interception, this is why, after the fact, contextually, I'm okay with what happened Saturday, and I'm not going insane and declaring things about draft classes and huddle presence because Tua was asked specifically about the interception, and this was Tua's response. You've done different on the interception. What should you you have done different on the interception? Probably not throwing it. Probably not throwing it. Um, You know, I, I, I think the DB made a great play. You know, that, that wasn't a, a good decision on my part. You know, when you get down to the red area, you got to make uh, good, quick decisions. And that wasn't a quick decision. Or that was a quick decision, but not a good decision. You know, just something that I 
know, got to continue to learn from, take that and uh, put it in my arsenal, you know, and hope hope not to make that same mistake again. Yeah, that's pretty level-headed, right, Coquel? Like, I know you make fun of Ragharm. I know you, you like to take shots at Tua, but that's a pretty mature, aware response to why did you throw the interception, right? I mean, it's the green zone. Anyone who knows football knows that's oh, where you make stop. your money. So we call it, we really call it the oh. green zone. But for you guys, we'll call it the red zone. <laughs> you football layman, you. I love Maybe when we talk football. football coach. I, 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 in all, I all, in, in, in great honesty, I try to get Coquel to say things that are going to be constructive, and I step in mud. Every time. What happened? What I do? No, but if he makes that throw next week, then you're worried. He made it this week. No big deal. I'm going to be honest about Tua now. I know I like to rip him on Twitter because I like getting Dolphin fans upset. I don't know if you know that about me. <laughs> but if he makes that mistake next week or in week three of the preseason or more importantly in week one of the regular season, then we're worried about some of that decision making. Yeah. He's not known as a turnover guy. If he was known like Zach Wilson was at one point, or I mean, excuse me, just called Sam Darnold was at one point in college and then was again in the pros. Then you were concerned to is not really a turnover guy. So it looks like it was just a mistake. I wouldn't be too hung up on that because if he threw a touchdown on that play, Dolphin fans would be talking about him That's being the, the best quarterback in the league. Right. That's the thing. It would be the hype train would be soaring right now. Not on the tracks. That thing's floating. That thing's hovering. That thing's like one of those bullet trains in Japan. That thing would be on its way. You're right. It would there there is absolutely no level headedness either way if he does thread the needle to Shaheem and get the touchdown. So I flipped it off then after Tua finished because I love Jacoby Brissett. But there's nothing I'm going to see from Jacoby Brissett other than pollution because if he performs well against the Bears' backups, then that lends me to possibly come on this air, on this show, on this radio station, and speak into this mic and say, maybe there's a case to be made for Jacoby Brissett. And there's not because Tua's the number one quarterback. And that is why I only watch the starting offense or if there's a major storyline with the starting defense. And then that is done for me with an NFL preseason game. How much of an NFL preseason game do you watch? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Go ahead and hit us up on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. We'll get to tweets here in a moment. Coquel, you're a four-quarter guy, right? Yeah, can we get to Percent? actually? Can we break down the backup quarterback for the Dolphins? Because I think that's can our lane on this, on this station. I think we are, though. We're the hometown team. You know what I mean? Whether we we care about these local games. All right, here. Brissette. I'll give you the platform. The Dwyer grad, Jacoby Brissett, Dolphins backup quarterback. I stress backup. What did you see in your quarantine? Grunge? I thought he looked really good, and I would be encouraged not for him to be the one, but if Tua gets hurt, you're not falling far off. It looked like they can run the same exact offense. There's no change of plays to be needed. There's no missing a step. I think they'll be fine with Brissett. If I'm the Dolphins, I'm highly encouraged by the play of both quarterbacks. Tua looked good. Yeah, he made the bonehead throw, but he's a young quarterback. You know what young quarterbacks do? They make bonehead throws. If he learns from that and keeps advancing, and you have a veteran quarterback in Brissett who did not look flustered, and not only was he playing against backups, but he was playing with backups, and he looked like he was fine in that role too. So Dolphins are in good shape because they have a quarterback in the one spot, and they have what a lot of teams don't because if Zach Wilson gets hurt for the Jets, it's I think his first name is Mike, Mike White playing quarterback, yeah, or James Morgan from FIU. The Jets are done at that point. The Dolphins, Brissett can win you playoff games. He looked good as well. 
Uh, we asked the question, how much of an NFL preseason game do you watch? And again, you can weigh in 888-760-3776 or tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Tampa guy tweets, it's a crime that they charge people to attend preseason games. I actually tend to agree with that. Have you ever paid to go to a preseason game, Coquel? I would never pay to go. Yeah, to I would game. never well, recommend. I mean, do they do they charge people, or is it just you yeah. have to buy them if you're a season ticket holder? Well, uh, you can buy individual tickets, but I also think they come in uh, a package with your season tickets as well. But you're still paying a fee yes. for those games, and it's yes, a waste. I just I, I would never go to a preseason game unless it was free. I like to listen to the radio on ESPN 106.3, where you can find all your Dolphins games. That's right, including this weekend when the Falcons come in Saturday at seven. All right. That is correct, sir. Pre-game starts at 5. Don Evans says, I don't watch NFL preseason. You know what? He's probably doing it the right way. Like, September no. 12th, September, or actually the 12th, 11, 10, 9. 9 is Thursday. September 9th is Thursday. September 9th, that, I mean, honestly, the way things have been going and the way that this Twitter app works and the way social media works in the NFL preseason and all of these amateur analysts, I almost might just go that route. Sorry, preseason, we're done, we're divorced, and I'll just pick it up when week one starts. Like That's what it's starting, to, because this weekend has been insane with these observations. Uh, and again, I just don't understand where someone like Max Kellerman, in good faith, someone who has done so good, such a great career in the sports media industry, is going to jump on the air after one weekend of NFL preseason games, the first weekend, and declare that this could be the greatest draft class we've ever seen. Mike Brown says, yeah, I don't watch any NFL preseason. Captain Murica tweets, one quarter, if that, I don't get my team for preseason. Andrew Abramson tweets at us, until the starters are out, then I'm done. I'll watch the second string quarterback if he's new or if there's a competition. Yeah, if they, you have a rookie quarterback like Coquel does, though Zach Wilson started the game, right, Coquel? Yeah, Zach Wilson was out pretty early. Yeah, he so, only played a little bit. Um, but but in the case of of Bears fans, like they wanted to stick around post Andy Dalton and see what Justin Fields did. And was it entertaining? Yeah, and Justin Fields did some exciting things. Justin Fields also lost a very bad fumble as he was still going against the Dolphins twos. And then once the threes and fours came into the game, that's when Justin Fields started to thrive. So it's well, good. On, it was on. a good performance. But you also have to have context with the preseason, and nobody. But he has context. Don't take away from Justin's field's performance. He was fine. I'm just more looking athletically and the throws he made and the way he, how fast he really is. He is fast, man. Yeah. He's going to be really good. That fumble, yeah, he could have just tucked the ball away a little more. He had it out. It wasn't high and tight like every kid is taught as a little kid that seems to go away the higher level of play you get to. But Fields is going to be special. To me, he was the most impressive out of all the quarterbacks. But I could also say that, yeah, Jalen Waddell, we expressed our concern about him not being targeted uh, by Tua and then by Brissett. But then he had an exceptional 24-yard punt return where he went one direction, evaded tacklers, went the other direction, and probably could have broken it if he was just a half step uh, better on his angle. And uh, so there's two different ways to look at it. Like Jalen Waddell, was it a concerning outing or was it positive because he had a major contribution on special teams? Context matters in the preseason, and well, in this day and age, context doesn't exist. We're incapable of conveying it. The other reason you got to watch a little bit more is because I went on to the old Twitter app and was hearing how great Trey Lance played. He had one good throw. He one was good, pretty terrible the rest of the game. He was 5 of 14. He was 5 of 14. He was, he was four, 4 of 13. I'm so, excuse me, I'm sorry. 48 yards, and he was sacked four times besides that one throw. Yeah. 
Like, come on. The, the 128 yards he had total in that game, 80 of them came on one play. And then he was inaccurate, the rest of them. And he was taking sacks. So this is why, this is just dumb season. NFL preseason is stupid season. But even, like, we talked about Max. That's what I'm most disappointed about. A guy who is, is, is uh, someone who paid for conviction. He has established himself in the industry and then just says nonsense things. So we've been piling on Max, but I also want to read you this excerpt, Coquel, from Dan Shaughnessy, who is one of the all-time great sports writers, Boston Globe, forever. Here is what he wrote about Mac Jones. Quote, he played a little bit like a young Tom Brady. Just kind of not doing too much and staying within himself, and I thought all of it worked. The offense looked like the old offense of 2002. 13 of 19, 87 yards against backups, and Dan Shaughnessy falling into the trap of making the comparison to Tom Brady. It's almost like any (sighs) white basketball player, you compare them to Larry Bird. Apparently, if you look like Tom Brady... If you're a white quarterback in New England, you just compare him to Tom Brady. Like, that's what has happened now with Mac Jones. Oh, it looked like Tom Brady because he didn't do too much. He had a couple of series through 19 passes, and that is what showed up in the Boston Globe over the weekend. Okay? Like, that's my point. Is that, that this is insane. This is all insane. And we're going to do it again this coming weekend because this is now with only three preseason games. The second preseason game is going to be the one that counts. The second preseason game is the old third preseason game. Okay? Or I probably should word that better. The no, second preseason sense. game is the new third preseason game. Yes, there we go. but it's, it's what we used to think of the third game when the starters yeah. play into the third quarter. Right. Which like, I don't even think they're going to do that. I think they're still going to It's like halftime. Half. Yeah, it'll be – I think Tua's done at halftime. I think Zach Wilson's done at halftime. I think that is how all of this is going to go down. But there's a reason that I stick to the starters because after that – is when you have a tendency to pollute your mind with the NFL preseason. How much of an NFL preseason game do you watch? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And as always, you can hit us up on Twitter at ESPN West Palm. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel, a Monday edition, and it's always presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Uh, there is no... Uh, moron season here with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program because you go there, you get your MBA in sport management, and that is your path into sports. That's the smart move to make. That's the intelligent move to make. Doesn't matter if you're right out of college or say you've had a career for a while, you're in your late 30s, you're in your 40s, you got a family, and it's just time for a change. We've all been there. It is is something that all of us go through, and you've wanted to go into the sports industry, don't know how to do it, well, I'm telling you how to do it right now. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, Dr. Jim Reardon's been doing it going on 22 years now, bringing in uh, people in the sports industry to teach the classes. First-hand knowledge, adjusting to the times. In 22 years, the sports industry has evolved three, four, five different times. Now you have... NFTs and you have cryptocurrency that's seeping its way into the sports industry. Dr. Jim Reardon is on it. And that's what you're learning with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. He has put students in the professional levels, in the major college levels, all throughout collegiate athletics, the local sports levels. There is someone in every area of the sports industry that's gotten their MBA in sport management at FAU. 
fau.edu slash mba sport fau.edu slash mba sport that's how you find out about the fau mba sport management program get yourself signed up for spring semester courses whether they be online or on campus in boca that's the fau mba sport management program fau.edu slash mba sport when we return coquel has spent the last week watching television and movies nonstop in his quarantine garage in Port St. Lucie. And Coquel will give us his quarantine observations when we return. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.